Hey guys, Fat Mike here coming at you really quick to, on behalf of 1252 Sports Entertainment and 1252 Sports Chicago. Just wanted to let you guys know that this is not possible. All these podcasts that we have here on our network are not possible without our sponsors that we have here. That includes the Jonathan Darren team, Coldwell Banker Real Estate Group out in Homer Glen. It also includes Nick and Ivy Brewing Company out in Lockport, Illinois. It includes the Mark Berardi and Associates team out in Homer Glen, and it also includes White Oak Farm Venue out in Michigan City, Indiana. These guys provide us the, 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 necess the necessary needs to give you guys the shows that you guys want to listen to, and for that, we thank them. So throughout the show, there will be a couple sponsor ads for those guys, but we all know what you're here for, and it's for the sports content. So... I'm glad to have you guys back, and on that note, we're going to get rolling. So, here we go. This is 1252 Sports Chicago. About that time, Fat Mike, Chicago Sports. Yeah. Finally here, finally here. Shot City Sports is right here. Updates on news, get it here. The rumors, cause we keep it real. Fat Mike. Sit back, relax, check a beer one of them nights. Hey, this is Carmen DeFalco from ESPN Chicago, and you're listening to the Fat Mike Sports Show. Hey, this is Dave Richard from CBS Sports, and you're listening to the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Hi, this is Jesse Rogers from the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Hey, everyone, I'm Scott Merkin, the longtime White Sox beat writer for MLB.com and proud graduate of the University of Michigan. You're listening to me on the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. This is Chuck Arline, you are listening to the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. It's the Fat. Hey, what's up? This is Greg Braggs Jr. from Braggs in the Stands, and you're listening to my guys on the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Boom! Hey, everyone. Fred Huebner from ESPN 1000. Great to be on the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. I'm Dan Zaborski, senior writer for Fangraphs, and you're listening to Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. I'm JJ Stankiewicz from NBCSportsChicago.com and the Undercenter Podcast, and you're listening to the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Hey, Sparkle, you know what I listen to? It's the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show with my guy, Fat Mike. If you listen anywhere else, no shock. Listen to Fat Mike. Fat. 
right hello 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 we're back baby it's wednesday night we are back angelo back and better than ever had to take a couple hi- couple week hiatus there you're on mute bud had to take i a couple know it's there okay i know you know you know come on angelo it wouldn't be a together. fat mic show if i didn't mess up the mute button exactly it wouldn't be a fat mic show unless <laughs> angelo starts a show on mute and starts talking i mean that's for sure all right, I mean, look at that giant cup of vodka he has there. Good luck, sweet pea. I'm all out yeah. of Tito's. That's just water. <laughs> well, we are back, baby. We are yeah, back. Yeah, man. Kobe Shaq, nah. Pippin yeah, Jordan, nah. nah. Fat Mike Fat and Mike Angelo, and Angela, that's, that's the dynamic duo that people tune in to see. Yep, my hetero, my, me and my heterosexual life made that's our right. back in action. I'm happy that's for right, it. Baby. I'm happy for it. And we got a lot of shit to talk about, man. Had to take a couple week hiatus there. Uh, to start planning wedding stuff and stuff like that. But we're back, man. We're back. And that's all that matters. So we're good to that's go. Right, baby. We are good to go. We already we, we also already have sweet. We also have some some somebody joining us. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Our grumpy grandpa TL, TLR over here. TLR. Total total uh, oh TLR. Totally lame La Russa. Uh, total uh, what is that? What was that old show on MTV? Total uh, Request Live. Total Request Live. Yeah. Is that what it was? That show sucked. It was TRL, not TLR. Close yeah, enough. Yeah. It was that show Carson was pretty Daly? lame. Yeah, Carson Daly. And then he went God, from there to doing such some like, late night TV show though. that just bombed, right? Carson Daly. What a what a hard on, dude. That guy, like, <laughs> he just looks like a guy I'd love to punch in the face. He really does. He's got a real yeah. punchable face. Yes, we should like, do that. What we should do that one show like punchable face of the week. Punchable face guys. Yes, we. That should just be a thing. That should yeah. just be a thing. Punchable face of the week. I love it. Like That's Jim a- Edmonds, Scott Pudsednik, and then Alan Bratcher. Alan Bratcher. <laughs> you know, like the top four. Whose face you want to punch the most? Yeah, I'm game with. I'm game for that. That'd be all right. I'm kidding, no, Alan. I'm glad to be back, man. I'm I'm really happy to be back. This is awesome. I'm sorry that I had to take a couple week hiatus with the wedding planning and stuff like that. It's been kind of um kind of crazy, but we do have a nice show here tonight, man. We're going to be talking about a lot of stuff, a lot of shits going on here in in Chicago sports. We got the Tony Tony Larusa fucking debacle that's going on right now. The Cubs are actually playing some pretty good ball tonight. We got Mark Rohde from six seventy the score coming on with us. He's also a Bears sideline reporter. So that's nice. going to be really cool to have him on with us, talk some bears, talk what he sees with Justin Fields so far, and these, and these mini camp days that he's that he's out there for, and all that other good stuff. And I'm pumped, man! It should be a really good show. I'm, I'm the, the Blackhawks are finally uh, eliminated, they and put themselves out of their own misery. For- the Bulls are finally eliminated, and how about this, man? Twelve fifty two. I mean, having a pretty kick ass week over the last couple of weeks. You guys, you stepping up with the Sport Court show, Vince kicking ass with. With Turtles takes, Vince and Andrew kicking ass with Turtles takes. Alan's been filling in. He's been kicking ass too. And then, yeah, but not only that, Schuster, Schuster and Grobson have been doing good. We also have yeah. Stuff Your Mom Throughout Hitting. That's a new show on the network with Schuster and Scott Beatty. Hopefully that can stay. And then, you know, we got what, – what's your call going on too? We got uh, Freddie's show. He, yeah. was, he, he, he just had a birthday, so happy birthday, Fred. But, you know, happy we – Happy Fred. And then now – Another big addition to twelve fifty two is yeah. Bulls I'm so gold. I'm so pumped about this. Yeah, Bulls Gold Podcast, yeah. Salim and Salim and Edward. They, those guys, listen. You want your basketball content? That's where I go. I mean, they know what the fuck they're talking about. So I'm really happy about that. It's no, it's no secret that we don't talk a lot of Bulls on here, and that's right. because a lot of us don't focus on the Bulls as much as other sports. 
we we watch when we have to, but right. having a show that's strictly dedicated to bulls and basketball is going to be something right. that we can really benefit from. Definitely. And I mean, I, these guys, they know what they're talking about. Me, myself, I stopped watching basketball way back in the day after Jordan retired. I mean, I'm just, I'm not going to lie. I just don't find it exciting after he Wait, retired. I thought you loved the new NBA. Oh, yeah. Haven't oh, we yeah. had discussions about how much How did you, you know? It's like my favorite sport of all time. I'd much rather yeah. watch fucking paint dry. Yeah, I mean, paint dry, it is kind of satisfying, but I mean, NBA is, I got a, I got a bet. Well, I told my buddy in Denver to place a bet on tonight's uh, Golden State Lakers game. So we'll see if he followed my, my words of wisdom and, and did it. I took Tyler's advice. And... Yeah, I was going to say, they weren't necessarily your words. <laughs> no, no. My bets are, we've been through this. My bets are not very, uh, I like yeah, the parlay bets, for three touchdowns know? this week. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, next year though, mark it, mark it down. We got Justin Fields, week one, first touchdown in the NFL. You think so, huh? No, no, I wouldn't bet no. that. We'll figure it out, man. We'll figure it out. But let's let's get into let's get into the hot talk right now. This hot talk right now is completely surrounding this Chicago White Sox team, and it's been chaotic, man. It's been yep. chaotic. You know, the other couple couple days ago, your mean Mercedes, the Urinator. Goes yard on a position player while up fifteen to four, and dare I say, hottest guy in baseball right now? Uh, yeah, I mean he's I mean, he's swinging he's swinging a good bat right now. I mean yeah. that's no lie. Um, but you know he goes yard on a on a big time on a on a big time fly to left center field off a position player, <clears throat> and everybody's going ham. Tony Larusa yep. calls him out, throws him under the bus. Oh boy, you know it's I I, I don't know I, I I don't know Angela. What do you think? I think I agree with what Alan said. Tony Lasaka, not the most creative thing somebody could have come up with, but I mean we talked about it. Punchable face number one, right? Oh, like yeah. the dude. The main issue people had going into this season was that he was old and out of touch. And he's lived up to that hype real, real well. Old and out of touch is where he's been all season. Didn't know the rules for a couple games, then all, you know, and then this situation. And then he just keeps digging himself deeper and deeper with his team. Oh, well, I don't think there's a problem in the locker room. Like, bro, your team's on social media roasting you. I know you're 900 years old and you don't understand social media. But maybe you should get somebody who does because your team is not happy right now. Listen, so I mean, this this comment this bothers me. Back in my day, I like okay. So I understand where you're coming from. All right, where it's mm-hmm. he's out of touch. Okay, yes, has the game passed him by a little bit? Yes, definitely for sure. I'm not going to say that it hasn't. All right, but the the game is not better. The game the game now is not better. All right, than it was since the last time he managed. The game was better then than it is now, for sure, 100%. All right. Guys actually wanted to hit for average. Guys actually had a nice on-base percentage. These guys nowadays in baseball, it's a fucking joke, man. I mean, you're an all-star hitting 240. Get the fuck out of here with this. But here's the thing with that, though. It's because because the, the, the teams, 
made the players have to focus on that shit because they don't want to pay you to get singles and doubles anymore. They want to pay you to hit home runs and to drive in all these runs. The 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 bunting on you know one out with a guy on second and first is long gone. And that's because Major League Baseball told its players we don't want it. I don't know. I mean, I watched a game last night where there was a bunt laid down. I was at a game last night where there was a bunt laid down with a guy on first and second. Perfect bunt right up the middle. Perfect bunt and moved runners over, and the Cubs ended up scoring two runs that inning. So, I mean, I mean, they, it still works. It's still baseball. All right, right. For, for people to say that Tony La Russa coming in here, yeah, he's old. Okay, yes, I know he's fucking old. No shit, he's old. All right, they, 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 there's no secret about that. The guy's ancient. All right, but for for people to say that that's, that type of game doesn't work in today's MLB anymore, you're out of your fucking mind. I was today. I was in a big argument with a person with one of our guys here at twelve fifty two, Tyler, mm-hmm. where he's like, you know, you know, I would take you know these guys over these guys, yada yada yada. We started talking NBA, we started talking baseball, but I would take early nineties players. Ones that aren't subjected to, to to like to the steroid model of everything. Not Bonds. I don't want Bonds. I don't want McGuire. I don't want those guys because those guys weren't the best players. Even I mean, Bonds was, but McGuire was not one of the best players in the league when he was. No, playing. he just hit a lot of home runs. He just hit a lot of home runs. Give me a team of guys that hit three hundred. Give me a team full of guys that on base percentage is real high, where they can draw a walk. You know what I mean? It's like that. That's what I want to see. You know what I mean? That's that's the type of baseball I want. I still want to see the game be played. All right, and going over this stuff now, it's a joke. It, it really is. So, Chubbs, I mean, it's, it's my it, dude. I love him. But you know that that's that's it's just one of those things where you know today's baseball is boring. That's why these games are fucking nine hours long, along with commercials and stuff like that. And you know, it's it's not fun. It's the, these games are four hours long is because the because these guys are just it's just home runs. That's all it is. It's yeah. Home runs I mean, I, I don't know. I think baseball's had this problem even since I was a kid. The only time I really enjoyed baseball when I was a kid was playing baseball, right? Like Angelo, my kid, my son, for those of you who know me, those of you who don't, he's the same way. Like I try to sit down and watch a Cubs game with him. And it's grueling. It's like pulling teeth, especially right. if it's a pitching duel. He don't understand the nuances that go into, you know, oh, we're going to throw this guy this pitch. We're going to do inside, outside, all that kind of stuff like we do. That's why I like baseball. Right. I love that, that you know, the detail the that goes match. into an at-bat. Yeah. Right. He match. don't care. He wants to see the ball fly out of the park. He wants to see, you know, quick go, you know, steals and this and that. And, that type of stuff is I is what we need in baseball, and I don't think we get enough of like you like you said the stealing. Even there's not that many steals that happen too much anymore in baseball. Right? right. No, you know? I mean, the, the 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 category of the five tool guy is gone is long by the wayside. Right. I was talking with our guy here this afternoon, Alan Bratcher. You know, I was talking with him. Like I said, give me a team of you know Griffey, Molitor, and Boggs and Tony Gwynn. Give me Mark Grace, give me Ryan Sandberg, give me Ozzie Smith, give me Mike Schmidt, give me Joe Carter, and then put Maddox on the mound. That's the team I want to go into. Great, I mean, that's, a, that, that's a solid team, no? That's yeah. a solid team. Throw in John Smoltz, throw in Mariano Rivera, throw in guys like that. You know, it's, Smoltz, it's, man, that's a name I forget about sometimes. How you know, I mean, John Smoltz is one of the only – I think yeah. if he's not one of the only players, and we can have Alan check this. I know Alan's kind of hanging out in the back room here. 
Um, I think John Smoltz is one of one of, if not the only pitcher in Major League Baseball history to have 150 wins and 150 saves. John Smoltz was a beast, man. John Smoltz. Alan is over here false advertising everybody. Smartest man at 12. Oh, he's, no, you're thank you, Alan. I am the smartest man at 12. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it, bud. But like the, the unwritten rule, like this, I don't know, Facebook oh. user, I don't know who you are. Thank you. Go, you are. go to YouTube and go to Twitch. I tell everybody this all the time. The links, yeah. I'll put them in the Facebook. Yeah, because you know, guys, eventually we're, gonna, eventually, guys, we're going to stop broadcasting on Facebook. So I, we need you guys to start moving on over to the YouTube, moving on over to the Twitch, because YouTube causes a lot of lag because YouTube's, they're spying on us. That's what's happening. They're spying yeah, on us. Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg, what a dick. That's Facebook, not YouTube. Oh yeah, I messed I got up. What you meant. I got. Well, no, mean. like the, these unwritten rules. Who cares about the unwritten rules? Just let them play the game. Yeah, every at bat counts, no matter what the score. So I'm going to take a random guess and say that that's probably Tyler, um, because it sounds like Tyler talking. But no, yeah, every at bat matters. I get that, and I know that your mean Mercedes is playing for a contract, and he's 28 years old, and he didn't make the show until to the, until this year. The reason yeah. why that is because the guy can't play a position. That's all he can do is hit. Now but you've he's a heard monster Mar- hitting. Yeah, no, we've heard and it's it's not his fault that right. he hasn't made the show. It's these teams that don't want to develop, or these teams that don't if you can't play a position, you're not valuable to a team anymore. You just strictly right. have to be you have to be able to fill in at times. And I understand why it's such a hassle because they need guys that can play the field too. You know what I mean? So it's like, right. you know. Uh, it, it's a joke, man. It, it really is. Your mean Mercedes, if he could just be a strictly DH, he'd be killing the ball. It'd be awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. He could just straight up do what he needs to do at all times where he's a DH. That's all he has to do is get his fat ass off the bench and hit the baseball. They're in good, man. Like, gee, yeah. like what team wouldn't want that? There's nine, there's half of the AL that would like to have that. Yeah. So, you know? I mean, so let's break it down. What, what was – Tony Lewis' most mad about initially, right? Because the White Sox were winning, what, 15 to 4? Yeah, it was a fucking blowout. It was right. a blowout and, score against four year olds, right? And it was a 3 0 count. Some position player, was it a first baseman? Was yeah, it- I, I, honestly, I don't even know what position he plays. I think he's like a back and third baseman. He threw like a 45 mile an hour ball that just got lit across the the wall, right? And everyone was pissed off. Well, Tony LaRusso was pissed, saying mostly that he was mad really because quick. John he Smoltz right here. John Smoltz, win-loss record, 213 and 155, earn run average, 3.3. Yeah, that's that's pretty that's sick. Lot, yeah. 213 wins, 154 saves. Thank you, Alan. I appreciate it, my friend. Thank you. Thanks, Alan. Yeah, thanks, you got Alan. Some brown on your nose, Alan. Go make sure you yeah. wipe it off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But no, uh, you're, you're right, though. You're right, though, Angelo. Continue. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you no, off. Uh, like, so LaRusa got all mad. And at first, people thought, well, he's mad because he didn't follow the sign that, that Tony put up, right? Right. To, know, to take a pitch, for those of you that don't know baseball, and managers tell better stuff. Right. To cut you off again, you're a rookie. You fucking follow the rules. Right. Follow, right. Like, follow what your manager is telling you to do. No, I understand that aspect. Doesn't I matter. Don't matter agree. if you're sitting there. Don't matter if you're an upcoming dude or not. You right. want to be a jerk off? That that could have that could have changed the other way. You could have grounded into a double play. You could have ended right. the game. With, you know what I mean? Like stuff and like I that. I agree with that, but I don't agree with the fact that he had to go and apologize to the Twins for the guy hitting a home run. Here's the thing, man. Y'all yeah, are professional no. athletes. The White Sox right. slogan this year is what. 
change the game because these players on this team want to have fun. They want to change the old, worn down, old school mentality and bring fresh vibes to it. That's a that's a line that the kids use, fresh vibes, you know, (laughs) but that's what they want to bring. My argument is okay. Yeah, you can you can change the game by still. I mean, this is the way the game's been being played for the last couple of years, where these guys don't hit unless it's a home run. You know, you can going back to that old school Tony Larusa type deal where he won two championships in St. Louis and one mm-hmm. with the Oakland Oakland A's. That's going that that is changing the game again. It's going back to the old way of baseball. Now, if you're gonna sit there and tell me that he doesn't command the locker room. I mean, look at look at all I have to say is look at Tim Anderson's on base percentage this year. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's actually drawing walks. He's not striking out. I mean, he's still striking out at an alarming clip, but at least he's getting on base. All right, you know, there's differences in this in this guy's games right now. I mean, it's you know, it's I'm telling Let you. Let me ask you this: Do you think not, that this team would be as good as they are without Tony Larusa? Because they're what? Are they the best? Well, they're the best in the majors, right? I know they're the best in their division, but pretty sure they have the best record in the AL. It could you could be possibly right. And I want to touch on this too that Tarbell brings up. I don't think that was ridiculous. The, the, uh, but before we get into that, he does bring a mental. He does bring that mental game to back again for this White Sox team. It's the only team in baseball, the only team that I've watched this year that is playing that get them on, get them over, get them in type of feel. He is playing small ball, but if you got guys like your mean Mercedes who's going yard, you guys got like Jose Abreu who's going yard. Obviously, Eli Jimenez dropped out. Uh, Robert dropped out. Both those guys are hurt, but they they're still manufacturing runs. Right. All right, they're playing the game the right way. They're going for singles, doubles. Adam Eaton's been kicking ass, doing his thing. All right, so it's, dude, I'm telling you, man, I. I do I think that Tony Larusa is a, a major difference maker? I don't think any manager is a major difference maker. I think all managers across the board only vary into maybe, maybe twenty games on the year. Yeah. Maybe twenty games, and that's with pitching changes and this, that, and the other thing, or you know, whatever double switches, shit like that. When to call a bunt? When to do this? When to do that? When to steal a bag? No, I mean. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I don't hate Tony. Anderson. I think Tony did was help them navigate the injuries, right? I'll give him credit for that because they lost Eloy and Roberts. And those are two big uh, – what's up, Daniel? That's my cousin. Those what are two up? big names in their lineup that when, when they went down, people thought it was going to be a huge loss, and they've had no problem bouncing back from that. I do think, however, that this White Sox team would still be the team that they are – with or without him. I mean, the bats are the best. The, the position players kind of do what they do every game. You know what I mean? Right. No, but, I mean, look at it like this, though, too. Like you just said, would they be in the same position where they are? Yes, probably. Okay, the position players are going to do what they do. But right. Tony Larusa, I mean, Tony Larusa has manufactured runs this season, I guarantee you. Probably. I guarantee you. And it, there's been a couple of games where I've seen a perfectly laid down bunt by a player where it moves a run over, and then the next pitch is a fucking double in the gap. But then the next guy gets out swinging stupidly. You know what I mean? So I mean, yes, he's he also has cost, them, runs. cost them runs also. Like every manager, though. That's the thing. Like every manager. I think the reason this is all getting blown out of proportion the way it is is strictly yeah, because I think so hiring itself was 
a questionable hire when they brought him in. Well, and people are sitting there calling for this dude's job. And okay, whatever. They're calling for him to be fired. Let me tell you something, guys. If you guys are a Sox fan and you guys are listening to this, you guys are in first place. He's not yeah, fucking he's going not nowhere. Fired. He's not he going won't be fired the rest of the year unless it's he's not fire. getting fired, plain and simple. And to bring back up on to bring back on something that we touched on a little bit before, our, our guy Tarbill here at 12 2, he's like, his comment about Lynn was ridiculous. I don't think so. You're a player. Nah. You're a player. Bro, there's a reason. He's got a locker. I got an office. Get the hell out of here with the that. Truth. It's the truth. Nobody's there to see Tony LaRusso's old ass. You, you, you're you're telling me, players. you're telling me this team, there is no doubt in my mind without Lance Lynn, this team could be, if not the same, just out of the same with starting Michael Kopech instead of Lance. I Lynn. mean, I, I I don't disagree with you. So there you go. So Lance But Lynn, it's the same thing with Tony LaRusso, though. They're yeah. both to me, they're the same fuck, they're the same thing. Yeah. Like Lance Lynn, yeah, he's not that big of a of an impact player, but Tony LaRusso is not that big of a impact manager. If you brought Joe Madden to this team, like our boy uh Alan Bratcher brought up, if you brought Joe Madden to this team, is this oh, team God. the same team? No, Joe Madden. I think this team is better than Joe Joe Madden. Madden, If Joe Madden, no, I don't think so. I I got sick of the pajama parties and fucking animal farms in the dugout or in in the clubhouse. You know, no, don't. I miss Joe Madden so much. I don't miss Joe Madden one fucking bit. His 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 shit got hyped up, and and nobody pays attention to that team ever because it's so late when they play. Well, not only that, but they suck. You know, you have the best player in baseball, and yet you're never on fucking television. They're going to waste you know his whole career. Yeah, exactly. Now he's out six to eight weeks with a torn yeah. calf. You know what I mean? So, no, but like, I don't know. Joe, don't even get me started on Joe Madden, man. Joe Madden drove me fucking nuts here when he was in Chicago. I started he getting sick of him. He calls, too. One that almost I, I seriously thought he's he, I Yes, I really thought that he was trying to blow the World Series yeah. for the Cubs. Like, but I the really difference didn't. is... Madden had a track record of still being in baseball. Alan and I talked about this yesterday. If Larusa would have came in having coached previously before this recently, I don't know as big of a deal as it is now because he hasn't coached in ten years. You know what I mean? And and I think that's what the real issue is: is the disconnect between him and the players. Like, I don't think it's as egregious as people are are saying. I just think. It's a storyline that people are jumping onto because the White Sox are in first place and you need something to shit on them about, which I'm cool doing because I don't like right. the White Sox. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't like the White Sox either, but it's you can't sit there and say that this team is not fun to watch. You know, it I is, do like sure. watching the team, but I tell you, know, I know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name drop. I'm not gonna sit there and you know. Just do it. I'm not, no, no, I'm not. I'm not going to name drop. But there's a specific person that you and I know that does not like the TV broadcast of the Chicago White Sox. Oh, and I am the same exact way. I'd much rather listen to the White Sox on the radio instead of the instead of the television. And I'm. Len, the, but then again, I'm. The, I've been the same way for Len the Cubs for years. I love Len Casper. Bro, I miss he's, Len. he's good. Uh, that might be the best pickup the Sox made all offseason. Was getting Len Casper. I don't know. Pretty awesome. I mean, the the Cubs the marquee network. That half the time they don't even know what what they want to show on the network. Dude, the marquee network is a fucking joke. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll be the first one to say that. I hate the marquee network. It's a, it's such a joke. Every time I turn it on, if there's not a Cub game on, you think you'd go there and watch like 
actual Cub stuff. Harry like, Wood know, 20 strikeout Harry game. Harry Wood 20 strikeout game, the Sanders game. 2016 NLDS game two, something like that. Right. It, nope. But no, every time I turn it on, it's like 1984 fucking Russian Olympic qualifying tennis matches. If what, they what put curling on? on that shit, I'd watch that. Curling is legit. I go just, like when the Olympics are on TV, I'll watch curling all the time. I don't even understand it. I'll just watch it because it's there. But I really enjoy it. It drives me nuts, man. Really quick, guys. Like we were talking right before we got in here. All this stuff is possible here through our sponsors, and I would like to play a quick little clip from those guys before we hop into this show, before we hop into this really quick. Here's a quick little word from our guys over at Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. Hello, this is Paul from Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. We are located at 1026 South State Street in historic downtown Lockport, Illinois. We are very excited to be partnering up with the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show as well as the 1252 brand because we are one of the few Chicagoland breweries that embrace sports and sports culture. Come in for a fresh brewed beer made right here in Lockport while catching the game of your favorite team. Stay for the live music that we have booked every weekend or just come for a cozy atmosphere to enjoy a good conversation with a friend, loved one, or complete stranger. Nick and Ivy makes you feel right at home no matter what the occasion is. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. Visit our website for our up-to-date tap list or to go shopping on our online store at nickivybrewing.com. That's N-I-K-I-V-Y brewing.com. Come in today for a fresh brewed beer born and raised in Lockport, Illinois. Back here. We are back. We are back. Nice little word from our guys over at Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. My buddy Paul, my guy Paul, man, killing it over there. The Fat Mike beer is going to be released here in the next month or so. I wouldn't be doing my my temporary co-host, St. Joseph, I didn't mention the cookie dough stout because that's like his favorite thing in the entire universe. So, yeah, Alan, Alan, that mention yeah. of the cookie dough stout. That's for, for you, you big guy. That's for you, big guy. He's got he's got a bunch of good beers down there now. He's got this. Uh, I mean, every beer that I've had there is delicious. But he's got this one beer down there that I've been I've been really killing on. It's this. Uh, it, it's it's going to be coming back. It's a blueberry wheat called the Lake Life. It's unbelievable, man. I yeah, I had that when we were out golfing. It was pretty good. I love that beer. It's so good. It's so good. But yeah, I mean, we got our guy Mark Rody coming on here shortly. We're going to be talking some bears. And we will touch on some Cubs after we're done with some Bears talk here, Angelo. But that's it's what it is. The Sox talk takes precedence right now because it's the hot thing in Chicago. I mean, I don't know, man. It's it, it, the, the Sox team. It's still going to be a good team. And if you guys are sitting there thinking that you guys are going to fire him, you guys think you guys are going to fire? No, him he's not up, getting fired. He's no not way. getting fired. No, he's not getting fired unless he does. I mean, I don't say I don't unless he lights a pile of babies on fire in the middle of center field. I don't see it happening. You know what Which, I mean? Even then. I mean, with a face like this. Kind of looks like he might. <laughs> anything is possible. <laughs> <laughs> kind of looks like he, But first, he'd crash his car through the outfield wall. Yeah, rah, fucking kids get off my lawn. Rah. That's rah. what he kind of looks like. That old dude. Like He kind of looks like the dude from Family Guy. Y'all know the guy I'm talking about? I know our yeah, viewers of this show know who. Nah, that old creepy one that has like the lisp. And hey, that's nice. With the with the walker, that dude, I don't remember. His hey, name. Chris, how are you? <laughs> that that's the guy, but that's who he kind of looks like. I feel like he would, if he was a cartoon, that's who he'd be. So we got we got this Bears talk, man. Let's start hopping into it here a little bit as we wait for Mark. We got Bears talk, man. A lot of Bears news going on here. 
A lot yeah, of bears. Man, the a lot hype of train is real for this. The hype here. train is real for for Justin Fields so far through the through 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 the first couple of days of rookie mini camp here, man. And from everything that I have seen, it's saying that he has been balls on coming in this rookie camp. He has been unbelievable. Night and I'm hearing night and day difference. And I don't even want to mention his name, Angelo. You know who I'm going to bring up. He I don't want to bring up. who shall not be he named. who shall not be named with the initials of MT. And I guess Justin Fields is head and shoulders above MT10, man. Like, it's it, everybody's saying it's amazing how much Justin Fields commands the uh, gross. <laughs> gross. I don't even want to. Look, pull that back up. All right. It looks like the deer that I hit in my S10 when I was in, in 1999. Alan and I talked about that last night. This is the face he made all the time, every time you see He looks like he's football. permanently concussed in that photo. Yeah, he just doesn't know what's going on. But I digress on to the next guy, Justin Fields. Yes, this kid looks real deal, man. I like seeing what I'm seeing out of this kid. I, I love seeing what I'm seeing out of this kid. Alan <laughs> Branch are giving us a bunch of middle fingers. Ah man, yeah. Hey, we, hey, we tried hey, not to talk hey, about hey. MT10. We talked a little bit about some of the quotes, like that were getting us hyped for for Justin, and, and he brought up one about I forget exactly which one it was. I don't really listen to Alan too much when he speaks, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but then uh, I brought up one about how they talk about you know he he said that there's no pressure on him because he expects himself to be right. a franchise quarterback. And, and I love that because that haven't had in this city with a quarterback. Right. I mean, he, he shows grit, man. He shows confidence. And that's something that we haven't had here in Chicago. Whenever Mitch Trubisky was asked about these questions and stuff like that, he'd be like, well, you know, I'm here to do the best thing for the team. And yada, yada. no, Justin Fields like, no, I'm, I'm planning on being day one starter. That's, yeah. that's my goal. Like, no quarterback you, would have said that. You that's right? what you want out of this kid, man. Yes. That's what you want out of this kid. And I know that I I, I kind of I went off that that night on draft night. I was not a happy camper that first night. I'm not. I'm mad you enough to not. admit it. You I was not. not. I was pissed off only because it's it's nothing against Justin Fields. Right. Zero against Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields is going to be legit. I was just worried that the Bears are going to fuck up in the second round and not take anything else after him. Right to protect him, and, and that's, that's where the I real issue about. with you was, right? Right, yeah. I mean, I was all on the board, man. I right. mean, I've been saying it the last two fucking years, Angelo. Yeah. I've been oh, saying wow. it the last two years. We need some beef up front to move the fucking ball. You Where's cannot score beef? points. You cannot score points unless you move the ball, plain and simple. All right, and that's what it boils down to. Now it started to show out a little bit last year against shitty teams. Where you were able to, where you were actually able to move the ball against, because they were terrible rushes. And I understand you can only play the teams that are on your schedule. I get it. I don't want to hear that no more. Okay, I don't want to hear that no more. Those pass defenses that they were playing, or those uh, those any defense that they were playing, those that stretch of four or five games there was horseshit. All right, and everybody knows that they were all bad. They were all bad. They were horseshit. They weren't great. No, and and the Bears got more beef today grabbing a a, a center guard out of the Cowboys. If I'm drawing on his name, but we'll, yeah, I don't remember. We'll talk. Name. We'll talk to our guy here who's joining us now. I think he's fidgeting with his phone. I don't know what he's doing. He'll be on here in a second with us. But it's all right. You know, I'm glad Tevin Jenkins, man. That 
that that made me so much happier in drafting Justin Fields. It was like, all right, you actually did something to protect this kid. Yeah. Thank you. And then you go out and grab Larry Borum out of Mizzou. That made me happy. He has a pass protection ranking in the top five of all of college football. All of college football from Mizzou. Yep. You know, you know how happy that makes me. You know how happy that makes me. It's amazing. I, I can imagine. It's amazing. You like all that. I like O lineman, man. I'm a fat yep. guy. I like fat guys. I'm a, I'm a chubby chaser, I guess you can call me. Here we go. But here we go, man. Entering the studio with us right now is our guy Mark Rode from 670 Score Bears Saturday Reporter. Mark, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing well. Adam Redman. Is the guy the, the Adam Redmond? Thank you, yeah. thank you, uh, thank you. No That's idea. the guy we're looking for. I have no idea what he'll do for the Bears, like if he'll be on this team or whatever. But it is Adam Redmond. It is depth. It is depth, though, and that's something that right now that the Bears could always use at O line. O line depth does nothing but help the protection of Justin Fields and the life of Andy Dalton at this point. So. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, and <laughs> a. a some something of a reworking of the the offensive line that started at the end of last year towards the end of last year and is continuing into this year you get james daniels back hopefully hopefully kevin jenkins works out on the left side and jermaine effetti picks up where he left off in the final six games of the year last year because he was pretty decent at playing right tackle so yeah i mean i'm glad that they made that a priority because it was a massive problem for about half the season last year, and a lot of us were surprised when in the the 2020 draft, when Ryan Pace waited until the seventh round to take the two biggins in Arlington Hambright and Latavius Simmons. Right. So Arlington I mean, Hambright. Mike and I have had some good times talking uh, about that guy. Uh, what, what did I call? What did I call that guy? Uh, hamburger. Something. Hamburger. Uh, ham I mean, sandwich or something. Ham like sandwich. That. That's it. That's yeah. what you no, said. Yeah. A good nickname is Lachavius Simmons. His nickname is Pig. Pig. <laughs> that's easy to remember. I feel like that would be Mike's nickname if he was in football in the yeah. NFL. Yeah. That, that, that's a good nickname. That's a good nickname. Yeah. I mean, Hey, if you're an offensive lineman, like that's not the worst thing about Pig Simmons. I mean, it just sounds like you're a badass, you know? Yeah. Right. And that's Mark, the, what are your thoughts about uh, Larry Borum? Like, where do you see him fitting in on this offensive line? Starter or off the? Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think starter, but I, I'm, I'm interested to see. Like, from people that I've talked to, he, he seems to come across more, or his skill set may be more suitable to playing guard at the NFL level. It doesn't mean he can't play tackle. So I'd be really surprised if Larry Borum found his way into the starting offensive line, but that doesn't rule out or preclude him. You know, if things go badly with Jermaine Effetti, if he is to struggle or if they have to realign it, like, you know, we're all assuming that, Sam Mustafer is is going to be solid at center, but if if things go backwards there and they have to move James Daniels or Cody Whitehair back to center, who knows if you could bring in Larry Borm at one of the guard spots? But yeah, I think he's I think he is again using that word again. I think he's a depth piece, and and who who knows going forward? Though? I mean, the dude's got great size, um, you know, but he is a fifth round pick, right? And, and to, to touch on it, I mean, all the hot talk is how great Justin Fields look at this. Uh, Justin Fields looks at this rookie mini camp and stuff like that. And a lot of there's also a lot of talk around him. There's also a lot of talk around Daz Newsom. What's the up and up on Daz Newsom? What what can we expect out of him? Yeah, another great question. I mean, he um, obviously again sixth round pick, but. You 
you can get value as we saw last year in the later rounds at that position. We saw that last year in the person of Darnell Mooney, who was a fifth round pick. And, you know, the, the, the bears are building quite a room right now in terms of the wide receivers, I would say, I mean, it's more quantity right now. And I don't know exactly what the quality is, and we know Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney are going to make their impact, and hopefully Mooney takes the, the next step up. Um, but then after that, it's sort of like anybody's guess. I mean, you know, Anthony Miller, we know that he's being challenged. I don't know. I still don't know if he's going to be on the team when, when the season starts. Um, I hope Wims, Riley Ridley. I mean, these guys haven't really produced much. So long-winded way of saying Daz Newsome. If he looks good and seems like he has command of the offense and all of the positions at wide receiver, he'd probably fit in rather nicely at that at that slot spot. I don't know that it's fair to assume that he's going to have the same success that right. Darnell Mooney, just because Mooney was good in the fifth round. Right. Right. But he's intriguing. He's definitely intriguing. I Mark feel Lee. like I feel like sorry, Mike. I feel like that experiment is pretty much over with. You know why not? move this kid up to the number four, three spot for wide receivers. I mean, Anthony Miller, that experiment has kind of gone south since the playoff game. But Matt Nagy again came out and said that he likes this. Do you think that that what they could do is look to, like, keep him on the roster to start the season and try to trade him later on? I mean, possibly, yeah. And, and who knows what other – potential paperwork functions they could come up with Anthony Miller in terms of uh, cut, wave, I, you know, trade. I don't know what they would probably get some sort of future, you know, sixth or seventh round pick at this point just because he's not shown to be a consistently productive NFL player. But, you know, there's also a couple other names in that wide receivers room that are probably going to get looks even before Daz Newsome. That's Marquise Goodwin and, and – um, Demir Bird, a couple of guys that the, the Bears have signed recently as well. And another, you know, potential thing to look for with with Daz Newsome um, and a couple of these other guys, younger guys, like Newsome did return punts at North Carolina. So that is, and I don't know how adaptable that would be to kick return, but obviously there's a kick return job open they told us that Tariq Cohen would still be returning punts, but I don't know. You just you just wonder if eventually they, they go away from that just to allow him to, you know, focus completely on being an offensive player. Going back to the going back to Daz Newsom really quick. I'm sorry, I wanted to fit one in there really quick. Yeah. How much juice can can we put on the connection that they have in rookie minicap, as they say? There's been a lot of reports that the the connection between Justin Fields and him throughout this throughout this week and throughout these little mini camp has been impeccable. It's been impeccable. So, I mean, how much weight can we put on that to maybe see even him make the cut where we can even see him in a live game this year? Yeah, very little, unfortunately. I mean, it's there is it's rookies. It's a bunch of uh, mainly uh, a good chunk of the players that are out there are not even going to be on the team. So no pads, nothing like that. So, unfortunately – there, there is very little that one can take away that that's very concrete between. I mean, it sounds good and it's nice that, you know, they didn't have a bad connection. But in terms of, you know, the like 
we'll find out what Daz Newsom is like when they begin the OTAs in, in June, then at uh, mini camp as well coming up and then training camp. So that's where you're going to start to see, you know, what Daz Newsom is, is capable of. So unfortunately, no, I mean, I, I wish we could take more away from broken camp. But we simply right. Go ahead, Angela. So I, I, a lot of has been made, like Mike was saying earlier, on Justin Fields in this rookie minicamp. I know you said you really can't put a lot of stock into it. I'm just curious, uh, two things. First, I'll ask, when do you think we see Justin Fields on the field? I think I think the plan right now is, like, as, as we are, the three of us are speaking right now, the plan is, and they haven't gone away from it, is that Andy Dalton will be the starter. But the key thing, the, the most important thing that Matt Nagy has said, and so far everything is more about what has been said than what has actually been done. He said, we'll know it when we see it. In other words, if Dustin Fields passes all of the, the tests along the way, things that Matt Nagy and his coaching staff need to see – he passes those tests, and then he excels or gets A's in those tests, and he becomes undeniable. Then let's start September 12th in L.A. against the Rams. I think that Matt Nagy drawing on his experience, you know, not just with Patrick Mahomes, but having watched the NFL, his thought process is that most quarterbacks, most rookie quarterbacks, don't pick it up that quickly, don't get A's, and don't pass those tests right away. But... If he does and they see it, he'll start. So it's it's all up to it's all up to Dustin Fields. Like he passed the first test, I guess that was right. rookie minicamp. Now, if they start to see what they need to see in OTAs, then minicamp, and then training camp, he can be good to go. But that's a long way to go. It's a long right. way. so it's all on Fields at this point. Now, Mike, if you don't mind, I did have one more. What do you see this Matt? So there was a lot of talk when the other guy, we don't like to mention his name on our network, uh, was quarterback of how Matt Nagy couldn't run every play he wanted to. The uh, hope I'm assuming is that with Fields, Nagy's playbook is open. What does that playbook actually look like with a Justin Fields under center? <laughs> I think the, the sky's the limit in that regard because Justin Fields is capable of making every throw. And the big one is the ability to throw deep. And Matt Nagy, since he walked in here and kind of educating us on what he wanted to do with an offense, one of the number one things that he said, I remember in 2018, was you have to be able to throw the ball downfield in this offense. And we just didn't see it consistently from Mitchell Trubisky. There's no guarantee that Justin Fields will be a good downfield thrower at the NFL level either. But that's important. He obviously can make the intermediate throws as well, which are important. Um, and then, then he has the ability to, to run the ball. So there's a whole set of plays that you could use with adjusting fields as legs, um, not, not just to escape pressure and not as just a last-ditch effort. So you've got that. You Really, like I said, you know, if Justin Fields shows he has command of everything, that there are endless possibilities of things that you could do with play, but probably things that even Matt Nagy didn't think that he'd be able to do. And he's going to be able to put those chapters back in his playbook that he had to rip out when Mitchell Trubisky was there. Sure. 
Mark, really quick. Guys, we're here with Mark Rody from CBS Chicago. CBS 670, the score, uh, Chicago. Mark, obviously the Bears are in a are still in a sticky situation with cap. Um, we still need to create some more cap room to just to be able to maneuver things. How can the Bears get this done the right way? What what do you expect to see out of the Bears moving forward with the cap situation? Well, I mean, it seems like there's always, and I guess there was already one of these surprise cuts, or to some degree, and that was Charles Leno's at right. the, talking about right before I came in. So that created a little bit of space, but it's hard right now to predict like who that next guy is going to be. Who's who is a name player, a guy who had considerable playing time over the last couple of years that the Bears, I mean, one name that, that seemed to be popular popping up for a while was Akeem Hicks. Um, and I have not heard anything in regards to that. Um, I think he is on a, on a defense which struggled at times last year, or struggled big time against the run last year. It seems like you could ill afford to lose Akeem Hicks in terms of football, but I guess, you know, he might be a, a name to circle or to think about, you know, if not, you know, during the season or before the season, I should say, maybe after this year. So I, yeah, realistically in terms of creating that cap flexibility, it's, it's tough to call, but you know, there'll be, there'll be one, a name or two that will raise eyebrows probably come cut down. And now we've also heard that the Chicago bears, the obvious day, the, the, the third toughest schedule rank in, in the league this year. And obviously, with the extra the extra week this year, they actually play seventeen games this year, not just not just sixteen. Looking at as it right now, where you sit, and I, I know it sucks. I I know that you hate you guys hate doing like these preseason rankings and stuff like that. I know it blows, but it would, looking at the schedule, where do you think the Bears can finish this year with Aaron Rodgers in the division and without Aaron Rodgers in the division? Oh wow. That's a that's a big question. I know. Hey, we we asked the hard hitting questions here, Mark. Like, how many toes you got? And you know, (laughs) yeah, we asked the tough journalism here, man. That's right. No, no, I I was not prepared for that. A few weeks ago, we asked Jim McMahon if it was true if he actually got his caddy stoned and pissed in the lake at the at the golf course. Yes, we did, and he admitted to it all. He admitted to it. It did happen. Okay. Yeah, it did happen. I'm pretty sure he took a dump in the bushes too. Yeah, that's that's what he said. He said he wouldn't. Confirm or deny it, but usually yeah. that means it's happened. Yeah, that's old, happened. Old sunshine Jim McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about but, a guy who went curmudgeon early, man. <laughs> true. But where do you, where do you see? I mean, and we'll we'll touch on the Aaron Rodgers stuff here too. But with or without Aaron Rodgers in the division, where do you see the Bears I, finishing out this year with this tough well, schedule? Obviously, you know they, they've been eight and eight the last two years, and that's impossible for them to go eight and eight. So I I don't. Like right now, I think if I had to predict a record, I guess I guess I would go like um, nine and eight right now. Um, does that does that math make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah, that's seventeen. Uh, nine and eight is seventeen. Correct. So yeah, I guess I guess I could go the the cynical or optimistic route because I I think they're you know. They're not much better or worse than eight and eight again this year because you lost Kyle Fuller. Um, 
you know, you might have a quarterback of the future, but we have no idea if Justin Fields is going to play. So it feels like, based on having lost Kyle Fuller, that their team is not as good this year as it was last year. So I guess I'll, I'll, but I'm going to stay optimistic. I'll go nine and eight. Now, what was the other one? All right. Without Aaron now, Rodgers, with or without Rodgers, where do you see this team finishing out at? Without Aaron Rodgers, fifteen and two. Without I Aaron Rodgers, you see them going fifteen I and hope. two. Because <laughs> I don't know if Aaron Rodgers will be back. I want year, some. So. Good lord. All right, seventeen and zero. Okay. I'm Seven. Gonna, all right, so, there we go. That's right. That's a little bit better. Jeez. Yeah, I was gonna say the fifteen and zero is exaggerating. The only two losses I see all season are just the Packers. Yeah, seventeen and zero for sure. No, I guess if uh, I guess if if Aaron Rodgers is gone, I'll give the Bears one more win. So ten and seven. I mean, that would you would think that that would probably win the division, right? At that probably. point, because I. It, that'd be wild if the well, I mean, not really. If Rodgers is gone, that Packers team is just like a shell of itself. Absolutely. So. Yeah, Detroit's not interested in winning games this year, and Minnesota's all screwed up too. They want they're going to be biting kneecaps, like man. Kirk Cousins anymore? Yeah, Kirk Cousins will be kneecaps. benched by week eight. Watch. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Kirk it's it's so nice to be in a situation now where the Bears don't look like the complete ass clown of the whole division, right? No, I mean it's true, especially <laughs> at the especially at quarterback. Yeah, you know, I mean like it's a start. All, you know, all this like you know Kirk Cousins and Aaron Rodgers with that whole soap opera and um you know detroit has uh golf so and i don't know who knows golf might be good with detroit i don't know he's kind of unpredictable good year yeah that's the way he goes son out of all the bullshit that we've been hearing coming out of green bay all that crap that we've been hearing about aaron Rodgers in out in out what's going on with him you think he's coming back to green bay probably probably yeah, right he has yeah. to right i just say i mean Unless a team, you know, and we've we've heard you know talk about some teams like you know San Francisco in the past, and um, you know obviously there are teams that Denver that could mm-hmm. you know make a play for him, and that it would work out. But it still seems like the best case scenario for Aaron Rodgers and for the Packers would be that they all. I feel like he made his point. You know, I think this was all premeditated. I think that. This, you know, the the Jordan Love thing has never stopped bubbling in him. You know, it did simmer down once the season started and he had his MVP year last year. But then I think that, you know, he probably huddled up with his agent and promoters or whomever and said, you know, once the draft comes around, that's the time to start making some news and making some noise and see what the hell happens. And really more than anything, you know, get his point across that he's pissed and he's not happy and he doesn't like the way things went while all the while, probably thinking in the back of his mind, yeah, I'll probably end up back here with the Packers next year. Right. I just don't see why, like, call, I get it, money talks, right? But if you're the Packers at this point, what Aaron Rodgers hasn't done much. I mean, okay, that's a lie. He's made you to the playoffs and he gets you to a certain point, but he can at a certain point. Why not take a shot from, like, Denver, get a bunch of draft picks, a good ass wide receiver, a uh, uh, quarterback, and just take your chances. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the it it's tough because I think part of the reason that that Green Bay, you know, in the back, we don't we don't know truly. We, you know, Brian Gutekunst, the the GM, and all the powers that be there. So of course we want Aaron Rodgers back, but this organization once upon a time ago turned the trick of going from Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, and had a, a relatively 
seamless, no losing years, no bottoming out, no rebuilding. So they've done it. This organization has done that once, and they're probably trying to, you know, they're dusting off the old blueprint and saying, hey, let's, let's try this again. The problem is, is that, you know, you can get all these draft picks and you can rebuild the team. The problem is, is that the Green Bay Packers can still win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. They still could. They still window is still open for them over if, if he's to be around for two more years. That window is still open, and when there's a window open in the National Football League, they don't stay open very long. You may as well take take a chance and and continue to go for it, even though they have, as, as you correctly said, you know, win the division, go to the playoffs, get eliminated, and they did win one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. But you still he still gives you a better chance to win a Super Bowl than Jordan Love will, presumably over the next few years. Mark, we appreciate you coming on here with us and joining us tonight, man. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. Thanks for taking so much time out of your day to come on here with us. I know I told you about 15, 20 minutes. I kept you a little bit longer. I apologize, my man. It's all good. As long as I don't can, have to do any more predictions, then I'm happy. So, yeah. how, how can everybody find you and listen to you? Um, you can listen to me at random various times on uh, 670 The Score. And uh, I'm on Twitter at Mark Grody Sports, so you can follow me there. We can hang out. I'm on, I'm on Instagram and Facebook and all that kind of good stuff too. So I appreciate you, got, you guys. Thanks for having do me. Do you have an Do you have an OnlyFans yet or no? Oh my do gosh. Do you have an OnlyFans page yet or no? Oh no, I haven't done that yet. I probably should just because you know you get the. You get the creepers on the yeah. Somebody, uh, there's a market for everybody. Yeah, yeah there's a market for everybody. It's a market it's for just, everybody. Just just to- just you just sitting topless on your couch with no socks on. I mean, it'll be fine. You'll, you'll, I'm sure people will send you some money. Yeah, that's me. People man. are creeps. They are. Right. I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks, Mark. Take care, Mark. Have a good one, man. Yep, you too. All right, everybody. Mark Rody over from CBS uh, 670 The Score. Follow him at, at M-A-R-K-G-R-O-T-E-S-P-O-R-T-S, Mark Rody Sports. He's all over Twitter, guys. He's awesome. And really awesome for him to come on with us tonight and hang out and talk some bears with us. And, Angela, I mean, I don't know. We, we, we've we got, like, all the all the questions for – I mean, it's been beating the horse, man, with this – with Justin Fields looking like he's the real deal. We asked some dads, knew some questions, which, I mean, he looks, like, legit – but you know, we we also asked the the Aaron Rodgers questions, man, and that that's tough. I mean, I hope we, I, I, we uh, had Eric uh, Eric Lambert on yesterday on the Sport Court from uh, he's from obviously Sports Mocker, and we asked him who his favorite rookie is, and Daz Newsom is the guy that he he talked about that he thinks he has the potential to be a Darnell Mooney esque type of player, and you know, I, I don't want to say that that's high praise early. But if he comes out and he's half as good as as Darnell Mooney was his first year, that's a solid that's a solid year for a six round pick. Well, I think Darnell Mooney's ceiling is really really high. I mean, I know that I've talked to you about this too. This kid reminds me. I mean, he he looks almost identical to Tyreek to Tyreek Hill. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, he's amazing. Just the speed off the ball, the way he can get off the cornerback, the way he can create space and the way he can run vertical and also run horizontal and go across the field and do his thing, he looks like a legit player. He looks like a guy that can be your Ty- Tyreek Hill here. And for and, somebody like Justin Fields, that's huge. And that's something I, w- I wanted to ask. I know uh, Tarbill had mentioned it in the chat. 
about the Bears moving on from Cohen, and they did just draft another running back in the in the draft. It does kind of look like a crowded backfield. Somebody has to go, you would think. And they just paid Cohen. He got hurt. He's somebody I feel like they could look to trade to get possibly. some sort of draft compensation back for these upcoming years. Definitely, possibly. I mean, why not? Like you said, that backfield's already crowded with David Montgomery. They just picked up um, the dude from Damian Williams from KC. Yeah. They also just drafted this kid, and they also don't they have they have another guy back there too, don't they? Um, I forget who else is back there. I'm not sure. People in the chat, help us out. I think it's it could be just those four. Um, but but you know, still, four. That's a that's a crowded running back room. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. But I mean, if if you're going to use Tyreek Hill as your gadget player, I mean, why sure. not keep on to him? You know, I mean, that's right. pretty much. It's not like he's going to carry the ball 15 times a game. He doesn't do that now. He didn't right. do that when he was healthy. So, I mean, he's still not going to be your bulk carrier. That's even if Matt Nagy can run the ball 15 times a game. We saw how well that went last year, too. Yeah, well, I mean, didn't he say in one of these interviews that that his offense starts with running the ball? Well, you you still got to run it more than seven times a game. That's true. Starting with running the ball doesn't mean run the first play of the game and then never run the ball again. Right. I don't know if he understands that, though. It starts. It literally starts one play. You know what I mean? First play, run, two yards back. The rest of it out is just dump passes and this, that, and the other thing. You know, we got this. We're Go team. Yeah, go, go team. team. Duh, go Bears! 70, yeah, yeah. Yard, 70 pass attempts a game. That's all we need. Right. That's, hey, if it's Justin Fields, I'm not going to hate it. You know what I mean? I, I won't either. Let the so what do you think? Do you, what, do you, what do you think, Angela? You think Justin Fields comes out here week one and he's a starter? All right, so we did this before, right? Where I think they should go versus where they will go, right? I think he should sit. Well, no, I think he should start. If you're going to, there's no future with Andy Dalton, period. What is he? He's just a placeholder until Fields is ready. Right. At that rate, just put Fields in. What's the worst that happens? Okay, he struggles early. Well, guess what? They said that he probably could benefit from seeing live reps in the NFL. What better way to do that? You have him this season. Everybody knows this is just a season to develop him. If you say that from the get-go, the fans will be okay. Now, I think they'll sit him until week five or six, realize, hey, this kid's better than Andy Dalton. The team's going to know he's better. You know what I mean? And, And once it gets to that point, you can't just keep him on the sideline. Right. So I I would start him. That's me. What about See, you? I, I I'm the opposite way. I think you start. You already told Andy Dalton that he's going to be your number one quarter QB one. They say, all right, let him. I mean, I understand you learn the speed of the game by by being in the speed of the game. Right. Start the season with Andy Dalton. The second it shows that the second it shows where this kid is ready, you put him in. But I think you start the season with Andy Dalton. And I, I, honestly, I think he's in. I think he's in by week four. What if preseason game number two, the Bears versus the Buffalo Bills? It's bound to be Justin, Justin Fields, Fields versus he who should not be named. Right. And what if Mitch goes out there and just torches the Bears defense? Looks like an all star. You know damn well 
the calls all over Chicago. Yeah, sports. but it'd be in typical Bears. It'd be a typical Mitchell Trubisky fashion too. Yeah, we let you him know, go like, too soon. Now yeah, he's you know, be like great. Uh, congratulations, you beat a second tier, second string defense, Mitch. And people eat it up. They're like, he was so good. He beat yeah. the ninth string Mitch. running, the ninth string cornerback for the Bears. Congratulations, bud. You did. You did. A, you did what you did against against one crappy team. <laughs> Congratulations against one crappy second string defense. Allen clearly is not a Trubisky truther. Just going to throw that out there for those of you that don't know. When it comes to to, to Trubisky, do you know who Allen most resembles? Which, this which one, yeah, yeah, right here. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. So we got our Bears talking there, Angela. I'm I'm happy that Mark came on with us really quick, guys. Let's take a quick little break. Got to give you another sponsor here, and it's from our guy over here. He is awesome, man. It's my guy, Mark Berardi. Real estate is hot right now, and if you need an attorney to handle this, Mark Berardi does this all day long. He's a straight shooter. There's no fancy language. He's just to the point, and he gets the shit done immediately. There's no bullshit. He also does estate planning, trusts, wills, power of attorney, and probate. Great reviews all over Google, all over his website, everywhere. He has a big team supporting him. They're all over the place. They, they're they just, just Angelo, they're just down-to-earth people, normal and real as he is. You mm-hmm. will not be disappointed if you go with Mark Berardi. He's over there located out in Homer Glen in New Lenox area and handles all the real estate all over Illinois. And he's, he's just a great dude, man. You guys got to go to Mark Berardi on Homer Glen. And this is a quick little awesome clip from him. So here you go. Call Mark Berardi, the best fucking lawyer in town. It's true, and it's true. I mean, he is the best fucking lawyer in town. And another quick word from another one of our sponsors, my guy over at the Jonathan Darren team out in Homer Glen. Here we go. Hi, I'm Jonathan Darren, licensed real estate broker with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group in Homer Glen. Are you looking to buy or sell? Have you been disappointed in the past? The Jonathan Darren team with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group focuses on providing you with a concierge level of service during the process of buying or selling. We are a service-oriented team with a fresh and professional approach to selling real estate. Our goal is to combine knowledge, skills, and passion to exceed our clients' expectations, and most of all, we truly care. We are a knowledgeable real estate team focused on offering expertise and innovative solutions for our clients. The Jonathan Darren team has five full-service real estate brokers and a dedicated full-time marketer servicing all of Chicagoland. We will customize a detailed plan around your timeline for a sale, purchase, investment, estate, or other needs. Real estate transactions can be stressful, but don't need to be. Let us handle it for you. Visit our website, homesbyjdt.com, or call 708-308-1938 today. Expect better in real estate. Choose the Jonathan Darren team. Honey, will you marry me? Yes, yes, yes! Let's Let's get out of here. Come to Indiana's premier venue. Come to the farm. Come see all the wildlife. Come to White Oak Farm Venue in Michigan City, Indiana. Come to our 80-acre sanctuary right off I-94 in Michigan City, Indiana. Come see all we have to offer from two brand new Amish-built barns with climate control. Come see the ponds with beautiful waterfalls, meadows and wildflowers, and so much more. Come see our secluded venue. After you enter our private road, you'll be in your own world away from it all. 
with outdoor ceremony spaces, wood-fired pizza ovens, and lots of fresh air. Come enjoy Northwest Indiana's premier wedding venue, where you gather with your family and friends. Stretch your legs and enjoy the most memorable day of your life. Visit White Oak Farm Venue at whiteoakfarmvenue.com or on Facebook slash Instagram. All right, and we're back. All right, thank you guys. That gave us time to go make another drink. That gave us a time to go take a take a pee and do what we had to do. Thank you to everybody again for our for our sponsorships, the Jonathan Darren team, Nick and Ivy Brewing Company, the Mark Berardi and Associates Group out in Homer Glen and White Oak Farm out in Michigan City. Uh Angela, we talked we talked our Chicago White Sox, we talked our Bears with Mark Rohde. We gotta dive into some Cubs here, man. They're, this week was it was sad, man. It was sad. We had John Lester come here. We had Kyle Schwarber come back. It was sad for me. Some Wrigleyville, some Wrigley Field legends came back this week, and uh, getting to see John Lester in another uniform. I know, especially for you, being yep. a big time Lester fan was probably difficult for you, huh? Yeah, well, it sucks, man. Like I said, I, I didn't want them to release Lesser, especially after said that he would have signed here for pretty much anything. Yep. That you know, it broke my heart seeing him in a Washington National uniform. And I even got tickets for this last week game. Um <clears throat> and he was supposed to pitch, uh, he was supposed to pitch last night, but they moved him up a day. And that broke my heart too, because I'm like, damn it, like I bought the wrong day. No, you know, but I was still able to see Schwarber play last night. And but I mean, yeah, man, it broke my heart. And like, there's there's a picture that I posted on my on my Facebook, and on the twelfty two page, and on uh, my my Twitter, where it's him and him and Riz, and they, a bunch of the guys signed a a, a wind yeah. flag for him and wrote out like messages and stuff for him and gave it to him. This dude is a class act, up and down, in and out. He is the man, dude. And if you zoom in on some of those pictures and look at what some of the guys, Jason Hayward and Chris Bryant and Rizzo and even even you know Rossi and what what they wrote on the wind flag is amazing, and you know how much he means to a team. All right, like he's just a through and through class act, and for, he'll forever be my well, favorite cup. He'll yeah, forever, without a doubt. My, yeah, my favorite cup. Yeah, I mean. What he did for the Cubs, it signified when they brought like you know you listen to ESPN one thousand like I do a lot of our listeners do. Sylvie talks about it all the time. Probably one of the best free agent signings in Chicago sports history, right? Yeah. And is he's right? Like what John Lester meant to the Chicago Cubs organization for the years he was there, it signified okay now we're here we're. And that's exactly what they did. Every single year, for the most part, they competed. He was Lester was the guy in that bowl in that rotation from the moment he walked through the door to the moment he left. Right. You could always rely on him to give you the innings you needed, to grind out at bats. He was that bulldog, man. And and he's somebody who, you know, when you talk about great Chicago sports icons jerseys you know people walk around with a walter payton jersey or you know uh, michael jordan and you know patrick kane because he falls into that category too john lester is a jersey that you can wear with pride and know that that man did everything he could while he wore that jersey to make the team as good of a team as it could be 
Oh my God! Yeah, I mean, you're talking about the guy you trotted out there for the over the last five five years. Your biggest moments. Yep. You trotted him out there for your biggest moments in 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 recent history. Yep. Game one of the playoff, and you know, like he was. I mean, he was unbelievable, man. I mean, how can you not? I mean, how can you just not want that dude? You know what I mean? Well, like, that it, it blows my mind. That and then you know, you look at what he meant to the players on the roster, not just during the games, right? But guys like Anthony Rizzo have nothing but positive things to say about him. Right. How he mentored, helped them learn what it meant to win and how to win with respect and dignity. And that's kind of where that Cubs team was. Yeah, they had some swag, but they always played hard for guys like John Lester and David Ross and, and Jake Arietta. You know what I mean? Because I think they respected how much they put into it to make that team what it was. Right. So. No, I, I 100% agree, man. And, you know, seeing Schwarber come back, he bounced. He crushed a homer in game one of the series, too, and that ball went far, boy. But, you know, it was cool seeing him last night and, it was it was a it was a good time going up there and seeing some familiar face other familiar faces that you miss. You don't yeah. realize how much you miss those guys until they come back. You know what I mean? Well, right. You know, and and those guys that that 2016 team is always going to live with Cubs fans forever. You know, you'll right. always remember the names that were on that team because that's the team that no that won it when nobody thought this team would ever win a World Series. That's the team. You know, Lester Schwarber, Almora Jr. You know, uh, all these guys that are no longer with the team, even the pitching staff is completely different. Right. You know what I mean? And and all those guys, when, when they come back, the Cubs do a good job recognizing what they did for that 2016 team. And, and they should. That team did something that was so special to so many people. Like I said, John Lester should, will live in infamy oh, yeah. long after his time. On this planet, and we were. I was talking. I was talking the other day about like players and Hall of Fame caliber numbers. Now, he, he it, like just like we were talking about earlier with how how the way mm -hmm. that today's game has swayed, where it's okay if you hit thirty five homers and hundred RBIs and bat two ten, you're an all star. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yep. That's the way this game has changed nowadays. But these guys like John Lester. You 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 put into a category with guys like Justin Verlander and yep. Clayton Kershaw and Zach Greinke, and who's another big uh, Max Scherzer, Steven yep. Strasburg. Well, not even Steven Strasburg. Noah Syndergaard. Uh, not, not even him. The, I mean, you, you put you put these guys: Madison Bumgarner, Justin yep. Verlander, Zach Greinke, John Lester, and I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yep. the, that's that old mentality of baseball. That's it's not going to be there on any given night. You can sit there and like they may give up three runs in the first inning, but then they settle down. Yep. And they battle back and they figure out a way to give you seven strong. Yeah. And it's That's like holy true. shit. 100 You know what I mean? Now nowadays, if a guy gives up three in the first inning, most he's likely out. he's getting he's getting yanked. Yep. You know what I mean? You can't rely on guys. Uh, guys of this new era anymore. Like I said, Kershaw is still in that mold. But at any given moment, those four or five guys, Scherzer, Kershaw, Lester, Bumgardner, you know, Verlander, those guys can – they'll give you a complete game. 
Yeah, yeah I mean, don't get me wrong. It, it, those guys, yeah, they they struggled. All of them do. Yeah, oh, but yeah. when Lester would take the mound along with Bumgarner for the Giants and and Kershaw, you always felt they were in control. At, right, that they they whether no matter what was happening, that they would somehow find a way to reel it back in. Right. Okay, I gave up two runs in the first, walk two guys, all that shit, and then. Okay, the second inning comes around, Lester's on it, striking right. out three guys in a row, you know, and 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 he's just cool, calm, you know, holding his mid up here before he delivers, and, right. you know, and I look at our boy Tarbill here missing oh, Lester. Yeah. yeah, I I agree. We Alan and I talked about this yesterday. I don't think that they. I think it would have been better if they just let him finish out. His career with the I mean, Cubs. yeah. I mean, what what are you doing here? I mean, honestly, right. what do you? I'd much rather see, I'd much rather see him than the other couple ass wipes that we have. I'd much rather have lesser than Davies, even though Davies pitched has I had agree. A good outings in a row. But I mean, I'd much rather have lesser than Davies. What do you? you what's your potential to win this year? What are you right. trying to win this year? You're not going to win nothing. No, I. You're not going right. to win anything. Do you like? Is anybody watching our show right now? really genuinely think the Cubs have a shot to win in the playoffs, let alone make it to the World Series and win? No. Let alone make the playoffs. Right. I mean, no. So you couldn't let Lester take $2 million of your of your salary and just sit there at the, the fifth spot. And, and pitch every other five days. Burn you know, and give, guy you, if, give you 30 starts. Right. A guy that's I mean, not going to get hurt. I, I would have much rather have had him. Right. You know. Same That's call me sentimental, nostalgia, whatever. John Lester, to me, you don't see, especially nowadays, you don't see players like that anymore, right? No. Guys that are going to be that devoted to a team and a city like Lester was. I mean, before he left, he, he bought everybody paid, beer. Right. He bought bar tabs for a weekend in Chicago, like as a thank you to the fans. Like that shit is, is, and like Bratcher says right here, his ERA is better than all the Cubs starters. Yeah, he only started twenty one. In- he's only pitched twenty one innings, but still, like that—that's what you would have him on this team doing. You wouldn't have him right. pitching seven inning games. You would use him for a day where you're going to know the bullpen's going to come into play, and you don't want to burn out arms. Now, I—I yeah. I like Jake Arrieta on this team. I think they should have had both. That's just me. I mean, I don't know. I, if if it's if it push come to shove, I'd much rather have Lester than Jake. To be honest with you, I, I mean, I mean, I'm not sitting there. I, I'm not saying that I don't like Jake. I love Jake Arrieta, but I'd much rather have I'd much rather have John Lester over Jake Arrieta. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Would it be great to have all, all both of them? Of course, yes. I would love to see John Lester and Jake Arrieta back here because, honestly, what do you have left to win? The thing you, about Lester, you, though, is even before he came to Chicago, his legacy was already being written with Boston. You know what I mean? Before yeah. Arietta came here, they didn't even know if he was going to in the majors because his mechanics right. were so screwed up. You know, and then he comes here and he does what he does. That's right. I agree with it. I agree with I'd that. I'd rather blow it all up, but I still would have think you know a nice send off for for Lester would have been <laughs> is warranted. And what they did, I don't think they could have gone too far 
to thank him for what he did. Our right. guy Tarbill, I love this guy, always agreeing with me. Right. Like he he's my Alan Bratchard. <laughs> Is he a puppet? Yeah, that's right. He's giving he's just agreeing with you. I'm pretty that's sure you right. got him on a string. Hello. You're just you, you are Andrew Tarbill typing in the comments. That's all. Uh, hey. hey, Tarbill is is oh, him Tarbill knows his shit. Tarbill knows his know. shit. He's my guy. But no, I mean I, I'm the same boat, man. I'm in the same boat. But let's wrap this pig up, Angelo. I'm yeah. tired. I got to get up early as shit. Guys, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you again for the, to the Jonathan Darren team out in Homer Glen, Nick and Ivy Brewing, uh, the Mark Berardi and Associates out in Homer Glen, and also White Oak Farm Venue out in Michigan City. Like I said before, without them, this the show, this all these shows are not possible. Um, but listen, thank you guys for joining us again tonight. We really do appreciate it. We'll be back next week with some some good stuff. We're gonna have Scott Merkin on. He's already he's already said for sure. White Sox MLB.com, Scott Merkin. Now you know what's gonna happen, right? All this controversy this week, and then next week, it's gonna be so smooth sailing for the White Sox that we're not gonna have shit to talk to Scott about. Right. And that's what's going to end up happening. Well, we'll still talk with them about the White Sox. The White Sox are still playing pretty hot. Yeah. But, yeah, thanks, guys. We really do appreciate it. And let's uh, let's send you off with another cool little video here that Alan's been he's – been, he's been all over this stuff. But we'll send you guys out with this stuff. Guys, thank you so much, and take care. We'll see you guys next week.